If you want to make more money, listen to this episode. Welcome to the Business Made Simple Podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Welcome back to our summer replay series. We're going back through the hundreds of episodes of the Business Made Simple Podcast, and we're replaying the ones that our listeners have said has made them the most money. And I am interested this summer when most businesses slide down a little bit and making you more money. I hope you've enjoyed the replay series. Today's is the last, but it might be the best. And here's why. People ask me all the time, Don, I've got such a great story. I've got such a great story. My business has a great story, but I don't know how to tell it. Or they come to me and say, I read your book and I, I'm not supposed to tell my story. I'm the guide, not the hero. And I say, no, no, you misunderstood the book. There is a beautiful place to tell your story. And in fact, it's extremely important to tell your story. In this replay, I talked to Eddie Zingelman, what this guy accomplishes, the products that he creates. It's amazing because he should not be able to do it. He literally should not be able to do what he can do. And by telling the story of how he does it, he actually has a great advantage and he sells more products because he learned how to tell the story of how he overcame an incredible challenge in order to do what he does. If you want to make more money, listen to this episode. If you want to be inspired, listen to this episode. All right, here's my conversation with Eddie Zingelman in which I coach him on how to tell his story to grow his business coming up right after this. I think you'd agree with me that AI, it's eating the web as we speak. And pretty much what that means for business leaders like you is that it's time to embrace that AI technology right now. And here's one of the main reasons why. Automation helps us do more with less while continuing to meet and exceed business expectations. It's just incredible. So if you haven't tried HubSpot's new AI features, you should do that right now. Content Assistant and ChatSpot are two brand new tools that will immediately save you and your team time. Plus, these new HubSpot features run on ChatGPT's tech to help you make compelling content and manage your CRM way faster than before. We're talking ad copy, data analytics, workflow automations, all with a chat command. So work smarter, not harder, and head to HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence. That's HubSpot.com slash artificial dash intelligence to learn more about using AI to streamline your marketing, sales, and customer service ops. Eddie Zingelman, great to have you on the podcast today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and what's keeping you up at night? Yeah, so my name is Eddie Zingelman, and I'm the owner of Tennessee Woodworks. We're located just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and I handcraft and hand finish custom-made farmhouse furniture for every room of your home. I have an interesting backstory, but the problem I'm having is how do I tell this story without positioning myself as the hero? Well, yeah, I understand that. I get this question a lot. I get a lot of business owners who have an amazing story, and yet I usually say, don't tell it. You want to tell something different. I, I, I say that basically so people will stop talking about themselves, but there are ways that you can actually tell your story 
and it doesn't hurt you at all, and it doesn't make you actually the hero. And so we'll get to that in a second. Before I do that, though, I actually want to hear your story. Tell us this exciting story that you're afraid might be getting in the way of your business, even though it's a great story. What is it? (laughs) Thank you. So I was diagnosed at age three with a degenerative retinal disease called retinitis pigmentosa. And it's something that has affected me almost my entire life. And when I was in my early teens, I remember doctors telling me that you're going to be completely blind by age 40. And I didn't believe it then. I believe it now. You know, I'm 32 years old. It's getting close and their predictions are right on track, unfortunately. But I was able to work in the corporate world up until uh, 2016. And I was working in the healthcare field, but my vision had gotten so bad that I had to, I had to, to leave. And I had a lot of free time on my hands and I started tinkering around the garage a little bit and I wanted to build a couple pieces of furniture for our home. And I loved it. I had no woodworking experience before that and I loved it. And I just started building one piece at a time and selling it online and it's bloomed into the business we have now that we're still continuing to grow six years later. I mean, that's that's absolutely incredible. I have so many questions. Yeah. Uh, I want to I want to go into how have you emotionally dealt with that? The most challenging thing is to maintain the internal locus of control, not to see myself as the victim, because there are days, there are very tough days, but. There are more good days than not. And I just, the thing that has really saved me is waking up every single day with a plan and purpose. And anytime I start feeling myself starting to look at myself as a victim, just doing everything I can to, to change that mindset because it doesn't serve anybody. That is so inspirational to so many people because there are people who hardly have a hardship at all and they think of themselves as a victim. Heck, I think of myself as a victim occasionally. I, you know, <laughs> we all do it. And right. it's just of no use. And and you know, it's funny how sometimes when something starts to be taken away from you, Eddie, tell me if you identify with this. When something starts being taken away from you, it ignites this warrior inside. It absolutely does. He was just saying, you're not taking my life. You're not taking it. And uh, it's awesome. It's so inspirational. Okay, now the next question is, you go from one line of work that wouldn't allow you to keep doing it because you were losing your sight into a line of work that we would think demands even more more of your eyes. And tell me about how you you create furniture with when you're losing your sight. And and where are you at now? Are you 70% or can you can you measure it like that? Or how does it work? Yeah, I would say I have maybe 15 to 20% usable vision. Everything is very fuzzy. I have almost no peripheral vision, so I have a lot of centralized tunnel vision. I'm completely blind at night and in low light conditions. So if you walk into my shop now, it is this array of lighting everywhere. So I'm, you know, so I'm able to you know at least see a little bit of what I can. But going back to your question about how I'm able to do it, I've gotten to a point now where I can almost see better with my hands than I can with my eyes now. So it's, you know, when working with a lot of this, you know, honestly, very dangerous equipment, I have to have a lot of focus. You have to be 
on point with everything you're doing, or there are very quick and very drastic consequences to what you're doing if you're not paying attention. My goodness, I mean, does that ever terrify you, or do you just say, "I got to, I'm gonna, I got to make furniture. I got to keep going." It makes me sweat. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it definitely gets the heart rate going and lets you know, uh, definitely reminds you that you're alive. It gets the blood pumping. <laughs> Fantastic. And so what is keeping you up at night is this idea that you've got an incredible story. It's absolutely incredible and it's definitely worth telling and it should definitely be part of your brand and what you do. And, 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 and it's only going to serve you. Uh, but you're worried about playing the hero in the story because you want the customer to be the hero, right? Right, right. Okay. Well, here's the only way in my framework, and I, I believe it, it, the only way you can actually tell your story is to do two things. One is demonstrate empathy for the customer. You know, it's empathy. And the second is uh, you want to create a sense of authority or demonstrate competency, right? Right. So empathy is I feel your pain, I understand you, I care about you. And competency is I know what I'm doing in terms of getting you out of that pain, that frustration. If you do that, you can tell your story all day long and nobody will ever be turned off by it and you will only be further inviting the customer into a story and further positioning them as the hero. Okay. Here's what I mean. So if you said, Don, what is your story? Uh, and I'm talking to a potential customer. I could say, well, you know, I started uh, writing when I lived in Portland, Oregon, and I wrote a couple books and, you know, one of them was a bestseller. And then I started studying story and uh, that sort of thing. That is my story. It's not the story that I need to tell to grow my business. The story that I need to tell to grow my business is something like, you know, years ago I started a business. I realized about a year in that I should have gone to business school, but I didn't. I have no training or education about how to grow a business. That business has grown to nearly 20 million a year with a significant profit margin. And as I look back, there are really six things that any business owner needs to know. In fact, they don't even need to go to business school. And I train people in those six areas. Now, anybody hearing me say that would say, oh, well, your story is really fascinating. Uh, they wouldn't say, well, you didn't tell me your story. You didn't tell me who you were married to or any of that. They would think, in other words, they heard my story. Right. All I really did was, one, empathize. If you're a small business owner who feels like you're making it up as you go, I understand you. And two, I succeeded after I created and used six frameworks that I can teach to you. So it's empathy and competency. So the fact that you are legally blind and blind at night and mainly create furniture with your hands, I'm actually going to put that into the competency box. And I'm going to get there in just a second. We've got to make the empathy actually relate to the competency. So Eddie, tell me about furniture that you would buy at some do-it-yourself, put-it-together furniture shop you know, online retailer that can mail you a, a desk in a box. Tell me the difference between the furniture they're making and the furniture you are making. Our furniture is real wood. It's sourced locally here in Tennessee. Every piece has our hands on it. And it's, you know, it really is crafted with care compared to something that you would get from a big box store or one of the major, you know, Swedish retailers where, you know, you have a couple of small screws putting together some, you know, some laminated furniture 
this is something that your family can enjoy for generations compared to something that's going to get you by until you can actually afford that generational piece of furniture. How do you think people feel after, say, six months when they buy a piece of furniture from a put-it-together-yourself kind of company? I think they're plagued with regret. Oh, there it is. There it is. Eddie, we found empathy. We found it. You said it. I didn't even I didn't even know where yeah. we were going. I knew that there was something <laughs> that they were plagued with regret. So the way you would tell your story is, you know, when most people buy a piece of furniture, it comes, it's shipped to their house in a box, they put it together, they look at it, and they're plagued with regret. That's your empathy. Before we jump back into today's conversation, I want to tell you about Success Story. This is a podcast hosted by Scott D. Clary, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Success Story features Q&A sessions with successful business leaders, keynote presentations, and conversations on sales, marketing, business, startups, and entrepreneurship. Here's an episode you should check out first. It's called Adapting to Life's Twists and Turns with Jack Canfield. Jack is a master of success coaching, and in the episode, he shares real-life wisdom and candid advice that revolve around the three truths that are essential to a fulfilled life. First, you want to clarify what you want. Second, you want to understand the path to get it. And then finally, third, learn how to bask in the joy of achieving it. So go check out Success Story wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. All right. So now you've empathized with the customer's pain because they're plagued with regret. And even if they're not plagued with regret or they couldn't have put words to it, everybody who hears you say that is going to empathize. Now we've got to go to the competency piece. And I would actually say something like not wanting any furniture like that in my house I began to create my own furniture. That's good. Right? So so that's that. So I didn't want that in my house. So I began to create my own furniture. And believe it or not, I would say this. I began to create my own furniture. Uh, and now I create furniture for others. The reason my furniture is so well put together is actually because I'm going blind. I'm slowly going blind. Okay. In fact, the, the reason that it's so good is because I'm going blind. Now, Eddie, you're going to have an answer to this question, okay. but I already know, I can already tell you a few things. Okay. Why is going blind and having such limited sight such a selling point or a reason that your furniture is actually better? Tell me why. Because I can't see with my eyes because I see with my hands. You see with your hands, which makes you do what? I can't brush anything at all. We have to take our time. <laughs> that is your answer. There it is. Okay. I can't rush anything. Everything has to be done slowly and meticulously. You're absolutely correct with that. That's that's very that's correct. I so I I so let's yeah, so I think the take your time and being forced to take your time is actually the medicine to the pain. Okay. And the pain is you keep buying furniture that comes in a box and you end up regretting it because it's just such crappy furniture. Right. Uh, and then the other part that you want to really want to get is I didn't want any of that furniture in my home. Okay. So I began to create it myself. And, the, and now I sell it to others. Now I create that furniture for others. 
What makes my furniture so much better than almost anybody else, in my opinion, is the fact that I have to go slow, I have to be meticulous, I have to be strategic, because I'm building furniture with my hands that I feel with my hands because I've, I'm losing my sight and have mostly lost my sight. That's fantastic. It's so true. So often, you know, I, it, this is a, a, a side story, Eddie, but I was talking to a person recently who was, had become a business coach. Different. And they said to me, you know, I just don't know how to tie in my old work to, you know, does, doesn't give me any authority as a business coach because I was an accountant and now I'm a business coach. And I said, are you kidding me? They said, yeah, I don't have any authority. You know, I said, how many P&Ls have you looked at? your profit loss statements. How many profit loss statements have you looked at in your lifetime? Tens of thousands. When you look at those profit loss statements, were you able to see the mistakes that people were making in their business? Said, oh, absolutely. Every one of them. I said, do you see why you have advantage as a business coach? You spent years as an accountant looking at people's profit and loss statements, seeing the mistakes they, were ma they made when it was too late. But now, you, so you became a business coach to keep them from making those mistakes. And the, the advice that you give directly affects their bottom line and their profit and loss statement. They have now have more advantage in what they thought was a weakness. I think the same is true with you times a thousand. Thank you. The fact that you have to go so much more slowly, be so much more strategic. Now, what you want to do is you want to offset that real quick because you know people say, wait, He's blind, but he's making furniture. Is my furniture going to be good? You know, I can't imagine doing that. But as soon as you say, I have to do it more slowly and more strategically, they'll go, oh, that makes sense. It is. It's going to be better furniture. That's a great point. And so I think, I think uh, you know, you've got an advantage in your story. I think you should tell it on your website. Yes. I think you should tell it in videos. I don't think if you do a... a an Instagram video, do you ever do like live or not live, but Instagram, Instagram story videos showing a new piece of furniture? In your garage? Uh, we, did, uh, we haven't done any of the videos that we've just been taking still photos, but that is something that we do need to start incorporating. Yeah. What I would do is I would just, you know, have your, your wife uh, film you and just say, you know, this is a new, uh, you know, chest of drawers that I've created for a family. And uh, what I love about it is this and this and this. And if you're wondering why this is so well built, it's actually because I'm losing my sight and I have to build my hands, which makes me work so much more slowly and strategically. I feel every part of this chest of drawer to make sure that it's perfect. I just can't slap things together. That's fantastic. If you're looking for a great piece of quality furniture, make sure to check out TennesseeWoodworks.com. Eddie, you got a hell of a story, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I think I'm a believer that you actually make better furniture because uh, you, you, you're, you're losing your side. I think it's, I, I hate that for you, but I think it's a distinct advantage in terms of making something uh, beautiful and of quality. I think it is too. But the reason I'm letting you shout it from the rooftops is because it actually doesn't make you the hero. It makes you the guide helping the hero buy a better piece of furniture. And it gives you an, an enormous amount of authority as the guide. People think, you know, if I'm the guide, I can't talk about yourself. It's not true. You can talk about two things all day long, empathy and authority, empathy and authority. I didn't want any of that garbage furniture in my home, so I began to make it myself, and now I make it for others. And what makes my furniture so great is I'm forced to go slow and be strategic and feel every piece of furniture to make sure it is perfect because I don't have a site that most woodworkers have and I'm losing my site. And that's why this furniture is so well built. That's it.
Thank you. That's the key piece that we've been looking for. How do you feel about that? Do you feel excited now? I'm ready to go out and uh, get some stuff done. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie, what an honor to meet you. What an inspirational story. Absolutely incredible. I I love that you're fighting the victim mentality. I wish you the the best every single day and that you do nothing but conquer that. The furniture that you're going to create is going to be more beautiful and you get to have pride in your work every single day. And that's something that a lot of people with perfectly great eyes can't do. You can have people with perfectly great eyes and they cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel or the hope in this world. And you see it every day. So I'm encouraged and inspired by you. Eddie, thanks so much. Thank you. Eddie is fascinating and an inspiration for all of us. And I'll tell you, if you've not gone to TennesseeWoodworks.com yet, I just went and his stuff is incredible. I mean, just the sheer volume of furniture that he has created, all of it's so beautiful. Uh, incredible, incredible story, incredible craftsman. And uh, who knows, man, you might, if you got a Zingelman in your house one day, it might be worth a lot of money. I check that out. All right. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. And today's plan of action is really simple. I mean, you heard me say it. If you tell your story, only tell two parts of it. Why do you empathize with your customer and the pain point that they experience? What happened in your life that made you empathize with them? And, and this is super easy. I mean, if you if you have a Mexican food restaurant, you, you could just say, look, I, I love Mexican food. I've always loved it. That's my heritage. I've eaten it all my life, but nothing in this town tastes as good as the food that my mother made. And so I... That's empathizing with your customer's pain. Nothing in this town tastes as good as it should. It doesn't taste as good as the food my mother made. Therefore, I, you know, attended the uh, the school of my mother and grandmother's kitchen culinary academy and started making food the way they used to make it. The empathy that you want to share is here's the pain that my customer experiences, and this is why I care about it. This is why I care about it. And next is why I'm qualified to actually uh, make it so people don't experience that pain anymore. Uh, and and that's why I do what I do. People will feel like you're telling your story, and you are telling your story. You're just telling part of your story. And here's the key to the whole thing. You're telling the part of your story that applies to their problem. This is why I'm, I, I'm qualified to solve your problem, because I experienced this pain and came up with this thing to overcome it. Or I got tired of other people experiencing that pain and came up with this thing or started representing this product that uh, helped them overcome it. Empathy and authority is how you tell your story. Now, here's the great news. If you like talking about yourself, you can do it all day long. You can put your face on billboards. You can put your face on the cover of a book. As long as when people look at you, they see you as the guide who has empathy for their pain and the solution to get them out of that pain. You just, that face of yours must represent the guide, not the hero. So how do you make the story not about you? You talk about the customer and the pain they're experiencing and why you're qualified to get them out. That is how you tell your story. Nobody will ever know that you're not really telling your whole story. They'll just say that story is actually amazing. In fact, I love Mexican food and have not been able to find good Mexican food in this town. Where is your restaurant? They will want a further relationship with you because they are struggling with the problem that you resolve. All right, go out there and tell your story. I know I've said don't tell your story, invite customers into a story a million times, but really when you tell that version of the guide story, empathy and authority, 
you are inviting customers into a story. It's the way your story can actually invite them to be the story because you honor them as the hero of the story. Eddie Zingelman, what an inspiring human being. I hope you go out and tell your story loud and clear for generations to come. Thank you for inspiring us today. Again, I've said it a bunch, but go to TennesseeWoodworks.com and see what this guy's done. It's fantastic. All right, everybody. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you build your business like an airplane so you can fly far and fast. See you next week.